Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Tiff Talks. I believe this is episode number five. And today we have a very special guest that I'm so excited to have. She is a disabilities educator, model, and CEO, and many, many more things, Amanda Clark. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome. Thanks for having me, Tiff. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for hitting me up on Facebook. Yes. Well, I had posted about, you know, someone with an amazing story and like five people tagged you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, what's up with Amanda Clark? And and you DM'd me and, and gave me a brief snapshot of your incredible story. And I said, oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> let's get you on the calendar. Oh, I'm oh. excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm really, really humbled. Really Thank helpful. you. Thank you. And you're from South Jersey too, right? Yes. Like Cherry Hiller. Yes. Shout out to South Jersey. <laughs> People with amazing stories in South Jersey can't be overlooked. Yes, for real, for real. So where do we begin, Amanda? Where Where are you from? Give us a brief, you know, background on you. All right. So I grew up in Camden, New Jersey. Um, currently, right now, though, I reside in Maple Shade, and. Um, yeah, I'm like what? In my I'm in my thirties. I'm not gonna say <laughs> what age, but I look younger than Listen, that, right? I look younger. Loud and proud, you're beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, happily married. I have three beautiful children, um, and like you said, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, um, wife, mom. So I wear a, a lot of hats. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so beautiful, and you are a beacon for the disabilities community. Let's let's get into that. Yes. So you have a disability you were born with? Yes. Okay, tell us about your experience growing up. All right, different, so... Even yeah, though we're all different. Right, right. We're, we're different just like everybody else is what I usually say. Um, and let's see. Uh, <laughs> where do we start? I know, so much <laughs> to unpack here. Um, okay, let's start from the very beginning. So... Um, I actually died in my mom's womb. Um, they had to resuscitate me. Um, in the womb? In the womb. How does um, that even happen? Yeah, she she went to her appointment, and apparently in the, in the ultrasound, I wasn't moving, I wasn't breathing, anything like that. Um, so they had to do an emergency C-section on her and get me out. She was about, what, I want to say six months? She was like six months pregnant. And... Um, So they had to resuscitate me. Thank God I came alive. Mm, Um, Because you got a story. (laughs) You got a purpose on this planet. So, um, you know, long story short, there were so many things that were wrong or whatever, you know, during birth. And, you know, doctors wanted to immediately tell my mom, like, what I couldn't do, what I would not Mm, be able to do. mm. And um, she just did not listen to that. And I really do love my mama for that. Shout (laughs) out to mom. She was a praying mama. She did not believe in that negativity. Um, And she knew that something was great um, in my life. And um, my father, too. And um, so, long story short, you know, here I am. I weighed one pound at birth. I ain't going to tell you how much I weigh now. (laughs) It's none of your business. (laughs) But um, I'm healthy. I'm strong. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with me. Mm. I'm just different, just like everyone else. So, um, Mm. yeah, and my childhood, I want to say I was perfectly, I, I was so aware of who I was as a child. Um, and I really do believe 
that stemmed from growing up in a Christian home. You know, I'm, my parents never told me what disabled meant or mm. what is disability. Like, never made you feel no, different they never, or less no, than. No. And so I do great. have an older brother. He has all of his limbs. Or he he doesn't have any what I like to call beauty marks. He didn't mm. have any beauty marks. Um, and they never treated me any different than him. You know, I got spanked. I got, <laughs> got on punishment, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I had a heart obstacle, they just told me, you know, they fell back and they said, let her try it on her own. And I did it. And um, so I never knew that I was different. I never knew that, you know, I looked different or, or whatever have you. Um, so I didn't have a problem with that until – I went to elementary school Mm -hmm. and I believe my first, my very first encounter with that word disabled was in such a bad representation. And I remember there was like a birthday party going on in the classroom Mm -hmm. and um, everybody was getting a piece of cake because the mother had brought in a, you know, a cake for the kid and everybody was getting a slice except for me. I was like, what's going on? Like, I want a slice of cake. (laughs) And so I'm very adamant about it. You know, I'm tugging and asking the teacher. I guess I must have annoyed her because, you know, she turned around after a while um, of ignoring me and said, because disabled people don't get cake. No way. No way. Yeah. And what? I am 34 years old. I want to punch her. <laughs> like, who is she? <laughs> Just I, kidding. <laughs> For her safety. <laughs> right. I still what? remember that day. I remember oh, that. I don't remember what she was wearing. I don't remember her name. I just know what she looked like. And I knew the words that came out of her mouth. And how I knew how she made me feel. Yeah. And I knew how the kids treated me after she did that publicly. And long, you know, after a while. Ooh, in make my, me want to cry already. <laughs> in, in my life, <sighs> t- up to that point, had always been about the negative side of who I am. You know, people pointing at me, people staring at me, people laughing at me, making jokes about me. It, it got so constant that I believed them over what I was being told at home. So that's when life started going downhill for me. Mm. Really downhill. From elementary. Yeah. Yep. And so what, you just started becoming depressed growing up? I was very full of anxiety, uh, full of depression. Um, I was suicidal mm. um, at the age of, well... When I was in um, about 11th grade, I was ready to end my life in high school. Wow. Um, I had all it, all it mapped out. I was going to go in there super happy. Nobody was going to know what was going on. And um, I remember in my, uh, what was it, math class? It was math class. And this teacher, I hated him, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. because he always made fun of me. I used to wear jackets. Are you serious? I used to wear jackets these people? <laughs> in the summertime because I was I was hiding my arm. I used to wear it to the point where you you would not know that I had a little arm. And one day he, he would say, why don't you take that thing off? It's making me hot. Mm. 
again publicly like clearly i'm right. insecure here like come on <laughs> right. man in front of everybody Jesus. so Ugh. i hated him and one day i just usually i have like an attitude in his class or whatever i was just like you know smiling and everything i guess he was like what's going on with her <laughs> and i sat there everybody's doing this assignment i'm writing this long letter and the letter is actually to my mother saying my goodbyes wow and i balled it up and I threw it away. And I'm glad that the Lord like pinned it on his heart to go mm. in that trash can. Mm. So as I'm walking to the bathroom to do what I was going to do, wow. I hear my name on an intercom to come to the office oh, <laughs> immediately. Wow. Oh, wow. And then as I'm walking back down, I'm, I'm like, I'm, let me go to the office because if I don't go to the office, they're going to stop me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're going to find out what's going on. Let me just go because I didn't want nobody to come after me. Mm-hmm. So I go to the office and they send me straight to the counselor's office. And I'm like, what is going on? I've never gotten in trouble. Got, right, right. <laughs> well, I've gotten in trouble, but I've never been to the counselor's office. So I'm like, what is going on? And she sits me down and she shows me the letter and my heart dropped. I was like, bro, no, <laughs> no, she's going to judge me. She doesn't know me. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, are you okay? I thought she was kidding. I'm like, are you kidding me? You have no idea what it's like to live with a disability. <laughs> out of all the like 500 <sighs> students here in this school, I'm the only one that looks the way I look. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. So to me, it was like the audacity to ask me that. Wow. So then she goes on and says, I understand. So then I look <laughs> up at her and I'm like, you don't understand. Right. Like, <laughs> how, how? How do you understand? Mm-hmm. Then she tells me her story. And lo and behold, she had a disability. But something that no one could see. Mm. And then she told me her passion, why she does what she does. And I was quiet. I didn't say anything to her. And I remember leaving there, like, pissed, man. Like, (laughs) messed my whole right. Like, she, like, what's wrong with her telling me her life story? Like, who cares? Like, this is me. And but I didn't do that. I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't do what I was going to do because what she said to me, it pierced me. Mm. And it made me think that maybe if she got this far, maybe I can. Mm. So then, you know, even though life was hard, you know, for me, and that's not everybody's story in a disability community. I wanted you to know that because Mm -hmm. that's not everybody's stories. There's some people who haven't never been bullied. There's some people who never was told this or that or, you know, made them feel less than or whatever. But this is my story. This is what I went through. And so I'm grateful for some of the people that God gave to me in my life to keep me afloat Mm -hmm. in the process of not knowing who I was or why was I here, what's my purpose in life. I had those certain people that kept me afloat. Mm -hmm. So, mm. so that was the pivotal moment in your life where you just started shifting your perspective on 
how can I be loud and proud about who I am? Yeah, I was yeah. curious. I was curious. It 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 sparked curiosity. Mm. Like, will I be able to ever be confident? Mm-hmm. Can I? Can this happen to mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. So so in high school, like, what did you aspire to be? <laughs> you really want to know? Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. No, it's not. I wanted to be a waitress. Really? I love to serve. Wow. That's amazing. I hated but, being a waitress. <laughs> it's my worst job. But I wanted to be a waitress for the simple fact that I knew people could not stand for me to lift something up, take it to their table, and give it to them. Wow. I knew that they wouldn't be able to see that I could do it. I love that. And I love to prove people wrong. So mm. I always dreamt of being you, a waitress. You little rebel, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I guess in a way, I, I still am. Yeah. Just in a different, a different way, a different form. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about your nonprofit, Beauty Mark Community. When did oh, you man. start that? Yeah, tell us all about that. <laughs> so the funny thing about that is it used to be called Imperfect Warriors. And I remember um, sitting down with some mentors of mine, and I kept saying, Beauty Mark, Beauty Mark, Beauty Mark. They're like, where is this Beauty Mark coming from? What is that? And I was like, oh, that's why I call it my disability. And they were like, why don't you call it Beauty Mark? And I was like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. But what started that whole thing? Movement. Right. The whole movement, like from the beginning, was one day I was walking my daughter home from school. I mean, walking her to um, the bus stop. And she was about, what, five? She was like five years old at the time. And I had always walked her to the bus stop. So this one particular day, she's like, no, mom, I got it. Like, She's really adamant about it. Like, no, I could walk myself. I got it. And I'm like, what, you too cool now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, what's going on with you? You too cool now? You too cool for mom? And she's like, no, mom. That's not it. And she stared at me, and I was like, oh, snap. They're talking about her. Mm-hmm. They're making fun of her because of me. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. You know, it's all right. She was like, I'm so sorry, mommy. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's all right. It's fine. I get it. I get it. And I turned around. I was like, go ahead. Go to school. Go to school. She was like, you're not mad? No, I love you. I'm not mad. I understand. I get it. I forgot. That's what I told her. Mm -hmm. I "I forgot. I turned around. I just bawled Mm -hmm. my eyes out. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it hurt. Because I did I did so much work on preparing my kids about awareness to disabilities. But I did less than for other kids that parents, whose parents were not teaching them. Mm-hmm. And it was making my kid's life hard. So I called my mom and I told her what happened. And she said, Amanda, you, you can't be mad. You got to use this as a drive. Mm. And she said, and now you have to put yourself in other people's shoes because maybe that's what you were called to do, not compromise. She said, maybe, yeah, she said, maybe, maybe this is what you're supposed to do. Maybe you're supposed to feel the hurt of that so you can understand how it feels on their side as well. 
why they don't understand. Who said? Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I started calling. <laughs> Gotta get through this. <laughs> I started calling schools and I started saying, "Hey, can I come there and do a free presentation? Can I, can I come there and do a free?" Pre-? And you would not believe that. how many no's I got. Why? Because it's offensive. <laughs> because they wouldn't understand. Because it's different. Because it's different. Boundaries. I'm breaking the cycle mm-hmm. that was set decades and mm-hmm. decades ago. And professors and 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 pe- people who work in a disability community in a disabled school environment told me no. Because they would not understand. And I still did it. Mm-hmm. And I still pushed and I still did it because awareness matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. It's not and 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 believe it or not, whether you think so or not, we are just as smart as anybody <laughs> with all of their limbs, with with everything that they have that's supposed to be deemed mm-hmm. as normal. We are just as smart and just as brave driven, and just as creative. Driven. Come on. Strong, impactful. It's just being, it's just something you've never noticed before. So when it comes to your attention, it's just like, whoa, that's a threat. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I'm mm-hmm. tim- intimidated. Because it's the unknown and people are scared of it. So they so shut it out. They shut it out. So <sighs> I am so passionate now about teaching kids. It starts with kids. I was a child when that happened to me in elementary school. And I still remember that today. Mm-hmm. I still remember the kids telling me I had cooties not to touch them because of my hands and how different they were. I still remember that. Mm-hmm. I still remember going to lunch and, they t- and, and one of the kids yelling at me and telling me, God made a mistake on you. He must have ran out of clay when creating you. I remember so that. Cruel. I remember that, and guess what? I still remember today when going into a grocery store and a, and a stranger snatches my kid out of my hands because she doesn't think that I can hold them. Mm. I still remember Did that. Did you beat her up? No, <laughs> absolutely not. You know why? Because every opportunity that I get to talk to somebody who even is remotely ignorant Just to ignorant. me, mm-hmm. it is a way of, it's an opportunity to educate them. Mm. Is an opportunity to represent the 1.7 billion people in the world. Mm. Mm. Get it. <laughs> so it's so, so it's it's an it's op it's actually an option. Absolutely, it's an option. How do you stay grounded in this? I, I can't guess. do it on my own. Mm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible that I have not already committed my life over to like not even being here anymore. It's impossible to do this on my own. Now, I tell people all the time, you may not serve the same God I serve, but you like my confidence. Mm-hmm. You want to know where you can get it. Mm. You want to know where I got this freedom from. Talk heavy. <laughs> okay. I right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. It's like putting myself in a pit, the deepest pit that you could ever put yourself in. And then trying to grab a ladder from myself after putting myself in a pit. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's impossible. 
I needed help. Mm-hmm. I needed help. And he was the only help that came to my rescue when nobody else did. And, you know, in that moment, I was like, what I got to lose? Mm-hmm. I lost everything. Nobody believes in me. Nobody, nobody, you know, they're, they're talking at me instead of talking to me. They don't, they don't think I could accomplish anything. They don't think I could do anything. I, what do I got to lose? Mm-hmm. I might as well try, you know, mm-hmm. see what this guy is all about. <laughs> you know, I seen it in my parents. I'm like, let me, let me see what this guy is all about. Who is this guy? Who is this Jesus? Who is him? Let me try. All right, I'll give him a try. Let me down. I'm, I'm never coming back. I have been saved for 17 years. Beautiful. That's it. I'm confident, bro. Like, you can't you're tell plug, me you're nothing. You're plugged up to the source. Yes, you can't tell me nothing. I know who I am. How many people can say that? Mm. You know Not who a lot. I am? Let me ask me. Who are you? I am love. Mm. <laughs> I am it's love. Perfect. And now all I want to do is express that to people. I want to show you how loved you are. <laughs> I love it. Because you are. You're so loved. You're so worthy. Mm. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that can separate you from that love. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing you've done, nothing you do, you're how doing, you look, how yeah. you look. Your past, where you come nothing, from. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Whew. And I just want to be that bridge to, like, let people know that. Mm. And the only way for me to That's do that big. is to share my story. That's so big. Mm. People are rude, man. <laughs> they say some crazy Ignorance stuff. Is bliss. They say some crazy. I'm <sighs> telling you, I got some crazy stories. Tell, and tell us time, another one. And every <laughs> and I'm telling you, and every time I do, people be like, "Yo, I would have knocked right. him out. I would have knocked got some him strength, out, girl." I admire that. It's nothing I could have done. Mm. Nothing. I remember my dating phase. That was the hardest <laughs> phase because people, the the boys would think that I would be prone to doing anything because I didn't know my worth. Mm. I remember going over, he was supposed to be a boyfriend, boyfriend, my boyfriend's house, whatever. He wanted to sleep with me and I said no. You know what he said to me? He said, you should be lucky that I want to sleep with you. Look at you. Why? He said, no one would want you. You're disabled. Wow. Mm. And he said, if you don't sleep with me, what you here for? Go home. What the hell? And I went home. But I went home thinking, was he right? Would nobody love me? No. <laughs> but I did even though I didn't know my worth, I knew there was something better. Mm-hmm. Like I believed that. So all you people out there who are like, I don't know who I am, you know, I'm I'm kind of struggling with that. 
just know that there's something better. And I know you know that deep down inside because for whatever reason, you're not compromising. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you won't compromise. And that's because you know deep down inside, no, this can't be it. Mm -hmm. It has to be something better than this. And that's what will happen. Mm -hmm. It will eventually happen. Mm -hmm. So that's like the that's like the spiritual side of it, right? Mm -hmm. But tell me the physical side because I need to know, like, what to do, right? And so there are physical aspects of maintaining this kind of confidence, Surrounding yourself with my, with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That would definitely be number one. You know? Number two, get yourself some therapy. <laughs> ain't nothing All wrong with therapy. and forevermore. <laughs> For real. I'm therapy. in therapy. I'm in therapy. There's I'm looking. Nothing, there's nothing wrong. To find with, a good one. I'm telling you. I'll, I'll give you your information. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with getting therapy, especially in the black community. Because I think that mm. a lot of the times we think that getting help is a is a is a weak mind Mm -hmm. is a is a state of showing that you're weak that's not true because you can still be confident and still contemplate on things that you're not telling other people because you want to show this facade you know what i mean you got this mask up so i was i would highly recommend Mm -hmm. getting therapy you know even if you are confident still maintaining that confidence and holding your peace um, I dance. Mm, I like dancing. Me too. What kind of dance? Girl, all, all kinds of dancing, but like you give me a nice beat, I wanna dance. I love it. Even in a rut. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's the best way to get out of it. You just gotta move yes, your body. Yes, just sometimes Shake it just, off. Yes. Because sometimes you could really be stuck in that and then if and you it's s- an energy thing. Yes. When you're stuck in it, you literally like reclude. You yes. You, you just hold, you're stiff, you're cold, but you gotta like you gotta move, move. Put that yeah. Move, man, that energy. Even if it's a two step, just mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Get it mm-hmm. going. Music saves. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Eventually, I promise you, you start smiling. Mm-hmm. You will start getting up. You will start okay. You know what my favorite song is? What? We found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hope. That's a my one. song, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the beat is fire. Yes, the beat drops. yes. You can't help but dance on so that good. beat. <laughs> So that's that's a good song for me. What else? It's like what? what? That's just stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Is this what your like presentation would look like when you would go in schools? Kind of just give advice. Like what? What does that look like? So the presentations in school are completely different. But this is what I do in my workshops. Mm. This part is what I do give in my workshops. Tools yes. On how to yes. Be yes. And be happy. Exactly. Because I, the world is onto something perfect. They understand the system. When I tell you, they understand, they understand. But they're doing it in such a... Ineffective. Right. An ineffective way. That's still Yeah. That's still causing people to be more depressed, more suicidal, and full of more anxiety. Mm -hmm. But they are on to something. You have to have both the spiritual and the physical aspect of it Mm -hmm. to conclude your confidence mm-hmm. to maintain that thing regardless to of... To be whole. Right, to, to be whole. Mm-hmm. So they are on to something, but they are so way off the radar mm-hmm. on how to get it done that is literally causing confusion right. in the process. So my job is to reiterate that, 
and to put the right pieces to the puzzle Mm -hmm. so that way people understand and take these things and go home with it and Mm -hmm. know, okay. My biggest thing is affirmation. Mm. Tell us. Because there was a time where I didn't believe that I was brave, that I didn't believe I was beautiful Mm -hmm. or smart or successful or God's child because I thought I wasn't enough. There was a time that, but I will never forget And this was the very first time that I ever experienced racism concerning my disability, not my skin tone. Mm -hmm. So I'm in Walgreens. I'm working at Walgreens. That girl, that was like a whole nother Mm -hmm. season. (laughs) I I once had a guy, a drunk guy come in and yank my arm out of my sleeve because he thought I was faking over the counter. He did that over the counter. Jesus. How do I have the litter? Like, how do I be brave enough to tell him how ignorant that was? Did some, you? Like, no. How did you some, respond to Sometimes that? I was very stunned. Sometimes yeah. because it's easier said than done that you would do this and that and the third. Oh, but mm-hmm. when it actually happens, you're like, did that really just happen? Right, right. Did that really just happen? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? So, but I am very grateful that I'm starting to understand how to speak up now mm-hmm. in a way where it's not damaging me, taking mm-hmm. away my energy, mm-hmm. and also bringing awareness to what just happened in that situation. But Walgreens, working in there, there's this guy who comes in, it's like six o'clock in the morning. He always comes in the store, but for whatever reason, he comes in with this huge backpack. So already, like, my radar is up, but I can't really assume anything because I don't know where this guy is going. I don't know what he's doing. So I'm just watching, and, you know, in Walgreens, CVS, whatever, you see the the mirrors, right, yeah. against, the, against the wall. So I'm seeing it, and I'm like, bro, why is he taking the iced tea? Uh-huh. <laughs> why is he taking the cookies? <laughs> Why is he he's doing putting that? it in his yeah, bag. He's putting it in his bag. I'm like, why is he doing that? No, not now, no. And my manager is in the back because she the truck just came. So she's like unloading the truck or whatever. And it's just me and her there. The policy in Wal- in Walgreens is you can't go up to the person. Even if the person is stealing, you cannot go up to them and literally be like, hey, you're stealing. Give it back to me. Why? It's just policy. So weird. Right. So apparently you're supposed to go up to them and just make them aware that you see them, <laughs> that you're there in the store watching them. So I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, um, my name's Amanda. If you need anything, just let me know. He was like, why would I need anything? I'm like, it's just you and me. Maybe because you're stuffing you know? your bag <laughs> illegally. <laughs> right. What I'm saying in my head. I'm like, you know, just. Just thinking you need anything, you know, I'm here for you. you (laughs) (laughs) What I really wanted to say. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just like, you know, you know, I'm here. If you need anything, I'm it's just you and me in the store. So if you need me, just call me. I'm right here. My name is Amanda. So I turn around and he calls me a one arm B. The audacity. (laughs) And I was like, I turned around and said, Excuse me, sir. He said, You heard me. You one arm B. You coming in here. 
and he was like assuming that I'm still inside. I said, I didn't say anything about stealing anything. I said, that's your self-conscious <laughs> just coming out. Because you know what you just did. I said, but if you really want to go there, I said, I saw you. <laughs> I saw you in the mirror. We got like seven mirrors over here. I definitely saw you. And he just went off. Everything oh that I ever thought of negatively about myself in my mind, he said out his mouth. Jeez. So I knew, first of <sighs> all, I knew who I was dealing with. Straight demon, just, just straight, straight fear, up, just straight up getting all that to information. Break you. Yep, getting all that information. Just a Goliath. Just and follow me. He follow. I'm walking back to my cashier register, and I'm not saying anything, but I'm hearing every word, and mm-hmm. he is following me to the cashier register. And I remember his, the very last. I I won't tell you everything he said because he pretty much cussed me out. But what the the main thing that he said that really pierced me was, you know, you're not even allowed to be working here. They only hired you because they need credit that they hire people with disabilities. But people with disabilities should be dead and gone. They're a waste of time. My God. That's what he said to me. I didn't say anything. I called the code on the line. That, you know, if it's an emergency, you call the code. I call the code. My boss comes up. She's running up to them. And she, he's like, I'm not going anywhere until she's getting fired. Till she. First of all, I was one week in my job and got employee of the month. How you do that? <laughs> I worked diligent and very hard in any job that I get because I know that I'm, a, I'm at risk. I'm at risk. I'm always being watched. I'm always being monitored because they are so quick to fire me. So I make sure that when I go in there, I'm 110% doing what I'm supposed to be doing and above and beyond. So for her to be like, oh, no, you're lying. You're lying. She was like, <laughs> she's like right off the bat. You're lying. You're lying. Because he was like, she's doing this and she's doing that. He, she was like, no, you're lying. You're lying. I said, look at the camera. That's all I said. Look at the camera. She goes in the back. She looks at the camera. He's still there. Goes in the back, looks at the camera. And she comes out and she said, I can't believe you let him say all that to you. And kept composure. And kept her calm. She called the cops on him to tell him, you know, because he stole. So Mm -hmm. she locked the doors. He wasn't able to come out until the cops came. The cops came. He got arrested, blah, blah, blah for theft and everything but she also put a restraining order on him and told him he is not ever allowed in this store ever again good but when he left and the next customer came and heard I didn't even know there was another customer in the store mm-hmm. at the time that he was cussing me out he heard everything that he had said to me and he said you are none of those things and I cried my <laughs> eyes out. I cried so hard. And my boss came running out again and she said, go take your time. Take as much as you need. Go to the bathroom. Get yourself together. And I ran to the bathroom and I fell on the floor and I felt this small. Because that's what he did. That was his job to make me feel that small. Mm-hmm. I sat on the floor and I cried and I cried. And all I heard in my head was, 
Get up. Tell yourself who you are. And this is what I'm going to tell every single person out there. I looked at myself in the mirror and with tears in my eyes, and even though I was hurt, and even though I didn't believe it at the time, I said, I am brave, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am successful, I am God's child, I am enough. And I kept saying it, and I kept saying it, and I kept saying it until I stopped crying. And I finally got myself together. And even though I did, know, did not believe those words that I was saying at the time, I believe them now. Mm-hmm. Your higher self knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe them now. Mm-hmm. So it takes time. It's a process. You're not going to get there overnight. You're not going to get there like that. It takes a process. But no, it will take. You will eventually have it. So. So powerful. Mm. So glad you're here. <laughs> It's my favorite episode uh, so far. Man, like I need a moment to like process it's all so, this. It's all good. I'm serious because <sighs> it, it's so good. It's like you have to, you have to even, you got to give yourself a chance, man. Mm-hmm. Like you got to give yourself a chance. You, you have to Sometimes just try. And there's beauty in the pain. Yeah, you just change your your mindset on it. And that's why I just absolutely love people like you, straight warriors, like from birth, (laughs) that just like overcome so many battles. And like when I hear that, when I see that, I'm just like, that's because you were a leader. That's because you were meant to lead Mm -hmm. and be the strong one because this world needs more people that are bold, that are willing to go through the pain. Yeah. To, to, to just show, you know, the victory on the other side right. of, of what confidence really looks like. Right. It, when you're that confident, confident, it's because you you went through some shit. Yeah. It's not something overnight, like you said. Right. You're not just born with confidence. It's like, no, battle after battle and, and telling yourself who you are when you don't believe it. Right. It's so powerful. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I have this thing in my, um, in my uh, I have a prayer closet. <laughs> a prayer closet? <laughs> I do. I love that. And... I have on the other side of my wall, it's called an encouragement wall. I started that when I was in, um, when I had my daughter, which by the way, her father left because I have a disability. His, his, uh, he's very heavy in his Spanish culture. And his mother told me that I was born from Satan. Oh my God. So. What's wrong with people? I have no idea because we was definitely Ugh. in her house conceiving. So I don't I don't understand what that, <laughs> what that was about. But okay. So apparently my daughter is from Satan. Oh, and Jesus. being around me was a curse. And so he had two other children. He was there for them, but never there for mine. So that weighed very heavy on my heart because it wasn't fair. And I thought that, you know, it it beat me up a lot because I used to think that if it wasn't for me, she would have a father. That's so heavy. So one, so one day I did this encouragement wall. I took, I took a Sharpie marker and my mom will tell you because she was pissed, (laughs) but I used to write scriptures and, words of encouragement just to encourage myself because nobody else was doing it for me and I still do that today married Mm. with three kids 
and I still yeah. have that wall. Because life that. happens. Things happen. And we got to remind ourselves, man. We do. Just when we think we've learned a lesson, it's like we're hitting a different way, and we're like, oh, we got to go through that again. Right. Until you get it. Absolutely. And then it's another obstacle. Absolutely. It's always <laughs> it's always there to make you strong, but it's always <laughs> about perspective. Mm -hmm. You have to shift your mindset and stop dwelling on, oh, this isn't happening for me. This isn't working out. This is a, Like, stop looking at the negative Victim. part and start reshifting your mind and understand oh it's working out for me to be pushed mm -hmm. oh okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if not a lot of times if you're like me you'll be comfortable mm -hmm. you'll stay stagnant in the same place that you're in because you're comfortable right you need that push you need to keep growing because that's where growth is right and sometimes hardship is the only way that that will happen it's like a muscle like, you're not just going to get that dream body <clears throat> without going through the pressure. For real. <laughs> For real. It's painful. Sitting on the couch eating a donut. Like, right. I'm going like, to get this there. This is easy. I'm going to get yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> no. Damn. Yeah. So good. So you're also a model. Yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah. How did that journey start? <laughs> you're New York Fashion Week model. Like, yes. big flex. Not just any model. <laughs> I'm very humble. I'm very, very humble. It's amazing. Yes. Um. Oh, sorry. I had okay. post content on my IG. Mm, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I so, need to do that. <laughs> um, so for me, I have been trying to do this for years, like years, y'all. Okay. It's all about timing for real. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember on Indeed I saw this this um model agency specifically for people with disabilities. I'm mm -hmm. like, mm, I'm Shout gonna check out. them out. Yes. Gamut management. Hey, y'all. Love you. Love that. Shout out to <laughs> so, Gamut. Yes. Um, and I looked into it. They were having this. It's called Runway of Dreams. And um, I don't think I've heard of that. Yes, so, you probably have. It's mm -hmm. like super. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, mm, I'm going to go. I'm going to try it out. I'm do this application. You know, if it happens, it happens. And one day I got a phone call. Um, and I was like, she said, do you, are you still interested in being in the runway of Jesus? Don't play with me. Is this a prank call? Don't mm -hmm. play with me. I can't handle this right now. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, no, no. We saw your application and we want to know if you're still in for it. And I'm like, absolutely. And the rest is history. Mm. The rest is history. I have been connected to the source of that and her name is Mindy Shire and I love you so much and she knows that mm -hmm. I do I absolutely adore her she has her own story she's a mother who has a child that was um that was born um with a muscle uh, condition and he could not wear pants he wanted to wear jeans and he couldn't wear them he was he always had to wear sweatpants He's a very fashionable guy. Like, you see him, you'll know. And she did everything to, like, <clears throat> do everything that a mother would do for their kid. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make you some jeans then, fine. Mm -hmm. Like, and she made them adaptable to where he could wear them. And then ever since then, like, she's like, well, if you feel like that, how many other people feel like that? Right. So she literally goes to name brand companies like Tommy Hilfiger, like I could name H &M. so yes, like all of them, and she pitches for them to make adaptive wear for people with disabilities, and she is just like phenomenal. Wow, that's phenomenal. What so a pioneer, yes, 
So like, I love that. I was actually, um, I was in the New York Fashion Week. I ran on a runway. I was like, girl, I was like, is this really happening? I'm in my 30s, though. I love it. Stop living a dream. (laughs) Living a dream in my 30s. Like, me too. Amazing. Shout out to 30s. Yes. 30s are beautiful. Yes. Yes. So it's just, you know, it's amazing. I've been able to have all these amazing opportunities. I'm just, I'm so humble, so humbled with it all because this is the little girl in me that wished, you know, that this could happen and it's actually happening. So Mm -hmm. how many other kids are watching me now, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. knowing that, wow, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I could be that, you know. So So what are some of your big goals? I know you told me about a place that you want to see yourself. Let's yes. talk about that. So I I really, my passion is really to um, educate students in public schools about disability awareness. And I am literally doing that. I'm doing that for elementary school all the way up to high school. But I'm also, now I'm also, um, I'm, you know, jumping off that bridge and flying now because it's hard, but I'm flying um, to teach about being confident, really teaching people, and I'm talking about adults, like both men and women, about being confident and knowing who you are because I'm tired of people taking their lives. I'm so tired of it. You mentioned you um, went to the youngest funeral you've ever been to. (laughs) Yes, it was the toughest funeral I've been to, and she was family. She was family years, and she was one year older than my daughter. Mm. 14 right yeah it was she took her life yeah she took her life the horrible the most horrible funeral I've ever been to and I am I'm saying to myself I went to the bathroom and I was like I can't keep my mouth shut no more now is now it has to be now Mm -hmm. if not now then when so it's always now yep it's always now so that she is literally my motivation she's my motivation and you said you want to see yourself in the White House too, right? I am. I, okay. Well, I'm going to be there. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Tiff Talks. She's going to the White House. I'm going to the White House. I'm going to put everything they put in the, AD, in the ADA and I'm going to put it right back in their faces. And tell the audience what the ADA is. That yes, you the American with Disabilities Act. Everything. Every single word. Because there is no reason as to why we are still not educating our children on disability awareness. You're saying you're inclusive. But poster boards aren't enough. Mm-hmm. And putting our kids downstairs in a basement in one single class to keep them separated from other kids is not enough. That ain't it. We it's have to change. include. Integrate. Include. Literally include. One another in each class to do it. And I'm coming. I'm mm. coming. I'm coming. I love it. I love it. So tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. So I tell this to a lot of people because literally like you'll be doing oh okay instagram oh facebook oh youtube okay Mm -hmm. just google me (laughs) okay just google me amanda Amanda c clark Clark. everything will come up i promise you everything beauty mark community on facebook and then of course i'll put all your socials in the caption and beauty mark is one word guys beauty mark community I love it. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming here, speaking your truth, sharing your story, your confidence, everything. Like, I adore you. I'm so glad we're connected and we're officially friends forevermore. (laughs) You're stuck with me. Yes, definitely. Um, 
thank you so much. Thank and you. I'm, I'm looking forward to see all that you accomplish. Yes. I'll be rooting for you and supporting you. Thank you, Tim. Love Pleasure. you. I love you. Mm. Bye, guys. You're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs>